Hello, welcome again to the Bible Plus podcast. Today we're on James 5. And before I begin, it's important, very, very important, that we stay and remain in the context of what the book of James is all about. Now remember, the book of James reveals to us practical Christian perfection, meaning that all the things that we learn and receive from various portions of the word, it needs to have an issue. And these are the practical things in our personal daily living. Therefore, when we receive the divine life, when we have this living faith, what is issued forth, the fruit of it, becomes these practical things that James mention, mentions of in, in his book, in his epistle. And we need to realize these aren't just do's or don'ts, but these are practical issues. What the divine life looks like when it's being li- lived out. What the divine life, what God looks like when he is being expressed. Now we come to chapter 5, and we're continuing along this line. Remember, it's no practical normal Christian perfection. And he talks about um, the Lord's coming in verses 7 through 11 and how we, how the believers need to await and expect the Lord's coming with much long suffering. He compares it as as we see in verse 7. That the farmer eagerly awaits the precious fruit of the earth, exercising long-suffering over it until it receives the early and late rain. In verse 8, you also, you also be long-suffering. Establish your hearts because the coming of the Lord has drawn near. This was written nearly 2,000 years ago, and it is much more relevant to us today as we're living here on the earth living he, living the christian life living the church life we need to realize the lord's coming the lord's second coming when he comes down from the heavens to to meet us is drawing nigh is drawing near and what needs to happen is that we need to be these Long-suffering, enduring farmers that await the precious fruit of the earth. Actually, Christ is the real farmer. Christ is the one waiting for his believers to mature, to grow up, that he may come back to a built-up church, built-up body, and even a prepared bride for his return. And so we need to realize If we have the Lord's second coming, the Lord's return in view, it would totally change how we live and even change our living in a very detailed way day by day. We would realize we don't have time to waste. We have to continue on, press forward to to grow in life, to receive more of Christ, to allow Christ to operate with us, to allow this divine life to um, be expressed out of us. These are things that 
James is charging us concerning the divine life and concerning the Lord's second coming. Now, James also writes that he is always living, always under the guidance and the control of something that he sees in the future. It's the judgment seat of Christ. It's, it's God's waiting judgment when Christ returns to the earth. Now, when Christ returns, he does come as the bridegroom waiting for his prepared bride. But he also comes as the judge to judge all things on earth. And so what James is writing in verse 12, he says, But above all things, my brothers, do not swear neither by heaven nor by earth nor with any other oath. But let your yes be yes and your no, no lest you fall under judgment. If we had this view, if we allow the divine life to operate within us and allow our vision to, or our eyes to be open, we would see that what we do today will matter in the future. What Christ, when Christ returns, yes, He's coming as this wonderful lovely bridegroom, but he's also coming as the righteous judge to judge all things on the earth. And therefore, we must take care of our speaking, of our talking, and all things in our daily living that we might be right before God at the judgment seat. Now, this judgment seat that was talked about earlier in the previous BioPlus podcast, we see that this is concerning the believers and their living. And we need to learn this is what we need to be living under today. If we had this view, this vision, and we allow this vision to be infused into us, we would see how important and crucial it is to have this view of God's throne above us and therefore, we need to realize how, how James lived in his time and how we need to live according to this same vision and view. And therefore, he concludes with practices, healthy practices in the church life. He says in verse 13, Does anyone among you suffer evil? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. One of the biggest things we need to keep and persevere and remain is prayer and praising and singing. Prayer helps us not only to contact God, touch the Lord, but also to help us endure the trials that we may come forth as gold, that we may come forth expressing God and living out God not that we would get stronger through these trials, but in these trials, God would be expressed. And even to remain joyful in times of such distress, James said that we needed to sing praise. We need to remain in the joy of the Lord. These are practices that help us remain in our Christian faith, help us to go on in the Lord, grow in life, and help us to await and expect the Lord's second coming as, his, as this lovely, wonderful bridegroom and as also 
the righteous judge. This is why we need to learn and keep in mind why James is an important book. Not that we would do this and not do that, or make sure you do that and don't ever do that. No, this shows us what the divine life, how it's operating, how it's functioning, how it's moving and working in us and what it looks like in our daily living. How does a Christian living out God look like? This is what James is showing to us today.